Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. Cool. Well, um, he said who I was. I'm Josh. It is great to be back here again. I love being here. Um, you guys are one of the, the groups that I tell others about when I go other places, just because there's a genuine hunger here for God. This is my third or fourth time here, and every time that I've been here in this group, there's just a genuine hunger for God, and take it from me with your age group, you don't see that everywhere. Most of the times, not most of the times, some of the times people just want me to speak and then let the you know kids go play. But here, you guys want to talk. You guys want to pray. Last time I was here, uh, who was here then? We did the thing outside. Um, I couldn't see anybody who was here. It was dark and I was under bright light. So you can tell me you were here. Even if you weren't, I'll believe you. Um, but... Last time I was here, I spoke on what it meant to pray bold prayers. And after I asked if anybody wanted to come up for prayer, I think I had one person come up that I got to pray over, but at least four of you guys came up and prayed over me because we were talking about praying bold things. And I can't say who, but I know at least four of you came up and said, how can I pray for you? And I got through teaching that night, called the pastor of our home church, and I said, you will never believe what happened. I spoke to a group of high schoolers, and they immediately did what we talked about. They heard what we talked about, and they said, we can pray bold prayers too. And they came up and prayed over me. And I think about that every day. So I just want to thank you guys for being who you are. And thank you guys for encouraging me every time that I've been here. Um, Cool. So this time we were talking and Jackson said that you guys were doing a Mandalorian themed thing. And um, he was like, hey, if you just want to jump in, let's just do that. So I was, uh, I believe this is week two, right? Cool. So week two, this is the way. Um, you guys probably know way more about it than I do. I've seen every episode, but I haven't like studied it. And like, it was a cool show, but there's still a lot that I don't understand. So after we get done with this, feel free to correct me if I got anything wrong, or don't wait until we're done. Scream it out and tell me I'm wrong. Um, we're going to be coming out of uh, John 14 verses five through 14. I'm going to go ahead and read the whole thing, and then we're going to come back to certain parts of it. Uh, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. That in and of itself is one of the most powerful things in in scripture, and we'll talk about that more soon. From now on, you do know him. It just keeps getting better. And have seen him. 
Philip said, Lord, show us the, the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been um, um, among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the, the Father. How can you say, show us the, the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the, the Father and that the Father is in me? And um, so, yeah, a uh, quick story that I feel like I need to share sometimes if you guys ever want to know how good God is, I used to not even order my own food when I would like go out to eat or something. If there wasn't someone there that could order for me, I wouldn't order my own food. I wouldn't talk to people. And you can ask people up until like five years ago, I said, I will never work for a church and I will definitely never preach. And uh, God has a strange way whenever we say that word that he's like, yeah, we'll see. Um, so anything that I do public speaking wise is all thanks to how good he is, because if it was up to me, I wouldn't do it. Um, but this is such a powerful passage, um, and it points to Jesus being the way in two different ways that I want to talk about tonight. So... This is an honest question because um, I don't 100% know the answer. I have an idea on the answer, but I do want someone to actually tell me. So in the, um, in the show, when he says this is the way, why does he say that? So it took like lots of time to like get to know what that culture was and to understand that culture. So I was correct in thinking that when he says this is the way, he's saying something that he's put a lot of time into. He's saying something that he's put a lot of effort into to understand what is the way, right? So just as he had to spend countless hours getting to know his culture and uh, what they believed and what they practiced and what he should do and what he shouldn't do, we have to spend that time getting to know what we believe, right? If we don't know what we believe, one, how can we tell other people what we believe? And two, if we don't know what we believe, the way that I like to put it is we can't spot the lie if we don't know the truth. People can tell us anything if we don't know what we believe. If we don't know what's in Scripture, people can tell us anything, and if they sound convincing, we'll believe it because we don't know what's in Scripture. So the first thing that we have to know is that Jesus is the way that we're supposed to be. Everything about the character of Jesus is how we're supposed to be. Um, and just a very brief overview on what I think that looks like for me is Scripture says, and for any of you guys who were here the very first time I spoke, I asked you this question. 
Scripture says that we are made in the image of God, right? When you think of some of the character traits of God, what do you think of? Perfect. Perfect. Holy. Holy. Righteous. Loving. Did two people say that at the same time? Double vote for loving. Do you think do you think anxious? Do you think suicidal? Do you think depressed? Anger that isn't holy? None of those things are who he is. So the clearest way that I can put it for us to be like Christ, knowing we are made in the image of God, if it's not of him, it's not of you. That doesn't mean that we're not going to go through things. That doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle with anxiety, but it means that anxiety is not who you are. You may be a person that sometimes struggles with anxiety, but identity is not who you are because thanks to Jesus, you are a child of God. So when we know these truths, we can combat against whenever people tell us something that isn't the truth, or I've learned for me personally, it's not so much other people telling us something that isn't the truth, it's me telling me something that isn't the truth. Um, How many people in here have ever thought that you're not good enough? How many people in here have ever thought no one will ever love you? When we dive into scripture, we see that we can tell us you're not good enough all day long, but what scripture says about who we are is we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we are made in the image of God. But if we don't know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that every hair on our head is counted for, if we don't know these truths, then we'll believe the lie. And if we think that no one will ever love us, and scripture says before the world was even created, we were loved. Thousands and thousands of years ago, you were already so loved. Um, and if we don't know these, these truths, then it makes it really difficult for us to not believe the lie. So Jesus is the way that we're supposed to be. Jesus is the way that we're supposed to act. Um, Thomas teaches us a very important question here when uh, he asks, we don't know the way. And Jesus just clearly says, I am the way. Just pay attention to me. So many problems that we go through would be so much easier if Jesus was the first person we turn to and not the last. We tend to turn to everybody else first except Jesus, except what scripture has to say about what we're going through. And I can tell you guys from many personal stories, every single word that's in scripture still applies today. Every single word. It is not some book that is out of date. Every single word that is in scripture still has something for you today. Um, I used to teach to high school groups and it felt good because I was like, I'm only a few years out of high school. Cool. And then time kept going on and now I can't say that anymore. Now I'm like 15 years out of high school. Um, So this may not be something that is 
a thing anymore. But whenever I was a teenager, um, <laughs> for the older people, it was really popular for things that said, what would Jesus do? Whether it was like a t-shirt or, you know, a, a bracelet, you could go to any Walmart because I had never even heard of Target at this time. And you could find a t-shirt that said, what would Jesus do on it? Um, I think for people my age, that became something that we heard so much that we stopped actually thinking about. But when you really break down that, what would Jesus do? If we really had that thought before we reacted out of anger, before we let anxiety take over, before we believed those I'm not good enough or I'll never be good enough, before we believe those things, if we really stopped and thought, what would Jesus do? What does Jesus have to tell me right now? What did Jesus already tell me through scripture? And if you guys want to know something cool, and I'd be glad to talk about this for hours, Jesus is all over scripture. Jesus is from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus is in every book of the Bible. It all points to Jesus. So when I'm talking about Jesus being in Scripture, I'm not just talking about the four Gospels that he's physically in. Jesus is literally all over Scripture, and we're going to get more into that in just a few minutes. But once again, if we don't know the truth, we can't spot the lie. And we are called as believers, called as Christians to be like Jesus, right? Right, cool, I'll answer myself. <laughs> um, so in 1 Corinthians, Paul says this thing that I think is one of the bravest things that anyone can say in Scripture. Be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. How many people would like to be confident to say those words? How many people feel confident to say those words? There's sometimes that I'm like, yeah, people can imitate me. Things are going really good right now. And then the next day, I'm like, man, I hope no one's even watching today. Like, but you guys want to know what's awesome? Thanks to what Jesus did on the cross, we are not defined by our worst days. No matter how bad we may have one day, God still looks at us and he still sees Jesus. How awesome is that? That thanks to what Jesus did on the cross, we are not defined by our bad days. I love that so much. As for me personally, I've struggled with anxiety a lot. And there's some days where I feel like I can do anything and that everything's going great. And then there's some days I just want to sit at home and do nothing at all. And I'm just dwelling on self-pity and all of those other things that I shouldn't let my, myself think about, praise God, I am not defined by those days. And the next point is Jesus is the only way. So we talked about Jesus is the way that we're supposed to be. Um, everything about the character of who he is is who we're supposed to be. So now we're going to look at Jesus is the only way. And this is the part that in our culture can get uncomfortable, right? For any of you guys that uh, hang out with people that aren't Christians, and I hope to an extent we all do, 
Um, because we're definitely called to be there for other people. We're definitely called to... uh, People can't see Christ if we're not being Christ to people. Um, So, but it does make some things awkward when the popular thing now and what everybody wants to believe is everybody can do their own thing and in the end, everything will be okay. All roads lead to heaven. Um, Religious pluralism is the idea that there are truths in every religion and if we say things like Jesus is the only way, then we're being hateful and arrogant and some in our culture even consider that hate speech. And we know from looking at the person of Jesus that he is not hateful and that we should not be hateful either. And there are some Christians that handle this the wrong way, that um, they do speak out of a uh, tone of hatred. They do speak out of a place of hatred when Jesus never did that. Everything that Jesus did for anyone else, Scripture always says, and Jesus felt compassion for them and then he healed the sick, or then he did whatever he did, but it all came from compassion. Nothing Jesus did came from hatred. Even when Jesus flipped over tables in the temple, it came from a place of he wanted to restore what was good. He, he wasn't hating those people. He was just wanting to restore what it was supposed to be. So nothing Jesus did was out of hatred. And one cool thing that I've always loved talking to other people about is most other religions try to provide a way for you to get to God. Christianity, God came to us. How awesome is that? And I can't speak for everyone in here, but if it was up to us to earn our way to God... I would be in trouble because there's a lot of days where I can tell, like, I know I haven't been good enough to earn my way to God. None of us have. That's why Jesus had to come. That's why Jesus had to be the perfect sacrifice. And when you really think about their image of God sitting on top of this giant hill that's impossible to climb, but yet we're expected to climb it by keeping these long lists of you know, rules and all this other stuff that we're expected to climb this hill and somehow earn our way to God, it doesn't paint a picture of a very good God, does it? It paints a picture of a God that enjoys our torture, that enjoys our torment. And it, to me, it paints a picture of a God that created us for his own reality TV show, just his entertainment. Let's see who can reach the end. That doesn't paint a very good picture of God. But the God that we serve, before the world was created, before humanity was created, God and Jesus had a talk about how to bring humanity back. Before there ever was humanity, there was already a plan to bring us back into the family. How beautiful is that? One of my favorite passages of scripture is the beginning of the book of John. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, being Jesus is the Word. And the Word, the word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through him and without him, not anything that was created was made. This paints a picture of Jesus was there at creation. And I want you guys to follow me through on this thought because this is one of the most powerful things that God has like let me see over the past like five years is just this thought of God and Jesus talking and just kind of talking about the idea of creating humanity, talking about creating something that has the choice to spit in God's face and say, we don't want you. That has the choice to say, I want nothing to do with you. And we have the choice to say, I love you with everything I am. But he wanted to create a being made in his image with that choice. God being God, he knows everything. He knows what's going to happen. And he knows somewhere someone's going to make the choice that we're not supposed to make. I just pictured Jesus standing there and saying, that's okay, Dad. You create them, I'll die for them. How beautiful is that image that before we were even made, the plan was already set in place to bring us back to God. We don't have to work our way to God. All we have to do is believe on Jesus because Jesus is the way to God and Jesus is the only way to God. And whenever we share that truth with other people, we can't do it in an argument. We can't do it because we're right and they're wrong. It can only be done out of love. It can only be done out of love. If you understand anything tonight, it will only be done out of love. Understanding that Jesus is the only way means that we personally know Jesus. We can't tell someone else something that we don't know. We can't take someone else somewhere that we haven't been before. The only way that we can really tell people about Jesus being the only way is when we personally know Jesus. When we show Jesus to others through our actions, they are going to be drawn to that and they are going, they are going to want to know what makes us different. When I was 17, I worked at a grocery store and I didn't really tell many people there that I was a Christian um, because I knew a, a lot of the people there that would make them not want to talk to me anymore. That would make them want to have nothing to do with me because of being hurt by Christians, being hurt by churches. So my plan was to just show Jesus through my actions and I had people coming up to me multiple times, and this has nothing to do with me. It's all because of how good God is saying, what's different about you? And there it is. There's the open door to say it's Jesus, because that means you're not preaching at them. You're answering a question that they asked you. And that's perfectly fine. People don't want you to preach at them. People get mad if you're just screaming Jesus at them most of the time. But if they see something in you and they say, what makes you different? This is the most hectic day we've ever had at work. Everybody else is freaking out. Why are you so calm? And I'm like, because Jesus, man. Like, I, I have Jesus and I know who I am in Christ. And I know 
that this bad day is going to be over and there's going to be other good days and just get to talk about how Jesus offers peace and Jesus offers joy and it's all because they saw something different in you and they asked a question. But just think about if we didn't do things that way. What if somebody's trying to get somewhere and they come up to you, um, what's your favorite place to eat? Did somebody say McDonald's? Cool. It's like being on tour all over again. Um, Red Robin. Red Robin, okay. We're getting a little better. P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's, okay. I finally went there one time and it was fantastic. Panda Express is good for the price. Grandma's house, that can be a great choice, depending on the grandma. Um Cool. So what if somebody asked you how to get to that place? I guess it'd be kind of weird if somebody asked you how to get to your grandma's house to eat, other than if you like have a very open household, which is cool. Um, if so, I want to come eat at your grandma's house. Um, but what if somebody asked you, hey, you go to this place all the time. How do I get there? Or when I get there, what should I order? Or whatever it is. And you're just like... I don't know, man. Take whatever road feels good to you. You'll get there eventually. That's not very Christ-like, is it? That's kind of mean. So when someone comes up to you and says, I see something different in you, what makes you different? Normally our instant thing is we're going to want to be comfortable and we're going to want to say something like, I'm just a pretty calm person or I normally don't get too stressed out. If someone comes to you with that question, you say Jesus. Because if there's anything good in you that someone else sees, it's Jesus. And when someone opens that door for you to say Jesus, you scream Jesus from the rooftops because that's what they need to hear at that time. That's what they want to hear because they can't argue the fact that they saw something different and they came up to you and asked about it. So, to truly show people love the way that we're called to, we can't retreat to easy answers. We can't back down from uncomfortable things. When the door opens for us to say we are who we are because of Jesus and that Jesus is the only way to God, we have to stand firm on that. We have to stand true on that. Um, So... Mikey, if I can go ahead and get you to make your way back up. I'll spend 15 minutes putting this thing back down. Um, The way that I... Oh, microphones. The way that I want to end tonight is just... Who in here wants more courage when it comes to being who you are in Christ? I can put both hands up for that one too. Who in here wants to be able to stand true when times of questioning comes, even when you know that people might not be pleased with your answer? Tonight, that's what I want to pray for, and that's what I want us to talk about. Um, So we're going to transition into a time of uh, prayer. And what'd you say you called it? Prayer and share? Um, So this is going to be right here. And if anybody has anything they would like to add on or say, 
um, literally anything. Uh, this will be here for you to grab and say what you feel. Um, if the Holy Spirit gives you anything, I encourage you. This is such a good atmosphere to practice hearing from the Holy Spirit and then answering. So if you feel that the Holy Spirit is giving you something, get up and say it because you are in a complete safe atmosphere. No one is expecting you to get it 100% right. Um, this is the perfect atmosphere to grow in speaking what the Holy Spirit gives you. Um, so uh, I'll be up here. I'll be glad to pray with whoever. Um, I'll pray with you about anything, but if you want prayer for courage, prayer to stand firm in the truth of who Jesus is and who you are in Christ, I would absolutely love to pray for you for that. Um, and uh, as always, thank you guys for letting me be here. I'm going to close in prayer and then just set this here. Um, dear God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for how good you are, God. We just thank you that your word is powerful and that your word has so much truth that was true thousands of years ago and it's still true now and it's still gonna be true in thousands of years, God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you've created us to be, God. We thank you that even though it, it, it is impossible to earn our way to you, that you sent Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice so we have access to you. We can just pray to you like we are right now, God. We can communicate with you anytime that we choose. Um, we thank you so much that Jesus was the last person that you had to turn your back on. Thanks to what Jesus did, when you look at us, even through all of our dirtiness and all of our ugliness, when you look at us, you see Jesus. You don't see any of our screw-ups. You don't see anything that we've done wrong. When you look at us, you see Jesus. And through, through that, we don't have any ugliness. We don't have any dirtiness. No matter what we've done, God, when you look at us, you see Jesus. I thank you so much for that. I just pray right now for open hearts, God, and for open ears to hear you speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.